Hello, and welcome to Tech Champagne, a wealth expansion podcast designed to help you turn simple ideas into major impact and big revenue. I'm Elisa Purdy, and I've spent the last 13 years helping women entrepreneurs build six and seven figure businesses with simple systems and automation. I'm here to guide you and give you my exact strategies for money, marketing, and automated business growth so you can create the life and business you truly desire. The income level you really want is well within your reach. Let's do this together. Hello, and welcome back to Tech Champagne. My name is Elisa Purdy, and I'm your host. Today, we are talking about the art of fake it till you make it. I know from firsthand experience that starting a business is really tough. It's a big switch. There's a lot of changes that need to happen mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all the things. And a lot of people will tell you, just fake it till you make it. And while I do see some value in that, certainly, I'm going to dig into the actual fake it till you make it theory today. The good, the bad, the ugly, what to do, what not to do, and just ways so you can feel in alignment and in integrity with yourself and your new business. We don't really want to lie to people, but there is some value in fake it till you make it. And here on Tech Champagne, we talk a lot about business growth. We talk a lot about tech systems, certainly, but we also talk about the psychological journey of being an entrepreneur. So I'm going to share some things with you today that helped me at the very beginning of my business and helped me to this day. So let's start from the beginning. So I started my business um, out of my my living room, <laughs> like a lot of people do. And I had a really difficult time positioning myself online as someone who was successful, as someone who could help coach other people to find their success when I was brand new, right? I was brand new. So for me, the two things did not agree. And I didn't know how to make adjustments so that they did agree. And I would watch people posting on Facebook about all the success they're having, all the money they're making, all the clients they're helping. And I couldn't figure out how to begin. How do you get that first client? How do you make posts about how good you are and the great help you can offer people when you've never supported anyone before? Everybody has to start from the beginning, right? Everybody has to have that first client. So here is something that I struggled with at the very beginning of my business when I heard people say, fake it till you make it. <laughs> I don't like that phrase, number one. It makes me feel like there's a little bit of lies wrapped up in that. But there is some value. So let's dig into the very beginning here. So when I started my business, I, I'm a sports car girl. I love sports cars. I love everything about it. So I had a 2007 Mustang. And I think I'd had it for, mm, I don't know, a long time. <laughs> I don't know how many years. A lot of years. At one point during my journey with my 2007 Mustang, which I think I ended up having for a total of 12 years, it was in an accident. It was hit while it was parked on my street. Um, I was home at the time and somebody came down the street, wasn't paying attention and hit three parked cars. And mine was one of them. And she hit the back of the car. So it did some pretty substantial damage. She actually hit the back of the car all the way up the side and a little bit of the front of the car. So it was a lot. The police came. We had to give reports. It was a whole thing. So because the car had been in an accident, it was never really the same. And I think for any of you that have had a car that's been in an accident, they're never quite the same, no matter how much work you have done to it. So I had the auto body shop rebuild the car. All the damage was repaired, but it always had this... We this is important here. You'll know why here in a few moments. But 
it made this weird noise. And whenever anyone sat in the back of the car, they were like, is everything okay with your car? There's a weird noise back here. And I just said, I know the car was in an accident. I've had it looked at many times. It was rebuilt. Nobody can find this noise. I don't know. So as I drove the car and tried to start this business, trying to help people build a lot of money with their online businesses, this car felt like a physical weight on my shoulders. I wasn't super proud of driving this car. Um, It had some damage to it that looked like it had been repaired, but clearly had not. And it just didn't feel in alignment, right? I, I really wanted a nice car. I wanted a larger car. I wanted a larger house. I wanted all these things, but I wasn't quite sure how to get that first client and how to build the momentum that a lot of other people were having in their businesses. But there was one thing I did know. I did know that this car was not in alignment with the coaching packages that I wanted to sell. My first coaching package was a one-on-one program and your pricing can be anything. I don't want you to ever feel like your pricing is right or wrong because it's specific to whatever it is that you want it to be. So my first coaching package was a three-month one-on-one program and it was priced at $5,000 with a three-month payment plan of $1,800 per month for three months. So I had a couple of clients who wanted to meet in person. And I remember the day when I had a new client, she paid in full. She was very excited to start working together. And she wanted to meet in person at a local coffee shop. So I said, yeah, absolutely. I parked my car around the corner because I didn't want her to see it. And it was that day when I thought, "Mm, these two things don't match for me. The feeling that I have driving this car that I once loved (laughs) pre-accident no longer aligned with the lifestyle that I wanted. It didn't align with the people I wanted to attract. Keep in mind, most of my clients and likely yours are on the internet. So this probably doesn't apply to everyone. But I knew that it wasn't in alignment with the life that I was trying to create for myself. So I had to sit with that and think, why do I still have this car? What is happening if I don't want this car anymore and I don't feel like it's in alignment anymore? Why do I still have it? So I had to dig deep and do some journaling. Turns out, as I had a conversation with myself, the car was paid off. And so I was hanging on to this car because deep down in my gut, I had this huge fear that my business was going to fail. So as long as I had this car that was paid off, then I wasn't going to have a car payment, (laughs) which would add more stress to someone who's not making much money. (laughs) So instead of going for it and lighting a fire and creating some you know, discomfort and maybe hiring a coach or those sorts of things, I held onto this car because it didn't cost me any money every month. It was starting to cost me money with repairs and things as cars age. That's what happens. But I was holding on to it because I thought, well, if my business fails, at least I'll have this car and I won't have to make a car payment. Great. That is called a scarcity mindset. And I had it in full force. (laughs) So there's something here that's really important to note. People coach on what they're good at, not what they have right now. So just because I wasn't making a bunch of money, I had this older car that was starting to fail, did not mean that I couldn't coach people to a really high level in revenue for their businesses. It didn't mean that I couldn't help them create a wildly successful business. What it meant was was that I had some fear in my own life personally. So If you're sitting there and you're thinking, I can't be a good coach or I can't be an online business owner, I can't, you know, 
mentor people on how to make money because I don't have a lot of it myself. That's not true. You absolutely 100% can. You can. It's important to be aware of what you might have in your life that's holding you back, where, what physical things you might have some fear wrapped up in. But you can certainly coach people on what you are good at and what you can help them with, even if those are not things that you have in your life right now. Because, and here's why, things happen, right? Things happen to people to affect their financial circumstances, to affect where they live, to affect their mindset, everything. So for example, if you're somebody who at one time had a lot of money, had strong investments, had real estate, and you were really comfortable and happy with where you were financially, maybe you got a divorce. Maybe you got a divorce. Maybe you went into the marriage as the one who had substantially more assets than the other person. And maybe there was no prenup. And maybe you had to give up half of your assets to this other person. That kind of stuff happens. Does it mean that you can't coach people on how to make money and how to invest? No, absolutely not. Because you still have that skill set. That skill set has not left you. But certain life events have changed your circumstances. That's all. Not a big deal. Maybe you are someone who invested with partners. This happens all the time. If it's happened to you, please don't have any negative feelings about it. But maybe you went in with a partner or two or three or four and invested in some real estate. And maybe that investment went south. (laughs) I have a friend who invested in a group of commercial real estate with, I think, four other people. And one of the four people ended up um, having real estate investment fraud happen in their life. I don't know what they did. I don't know the circumstances. But because of that, the property that they had all invested in was frozen. Nobody could sell it. Nobody could get their money back out of it. Nobody could make any money from it. So because of that circumstance, this person had a lot of money tied up in the property that was not readily available to them. Does that mean that they're not good at investing in real estate? No, it doesn't. It means that a circumstance happened to them because they took a risk, because they made an investment. And that's kind of it. So if you're in a circumstance right now where you don't have a lot of success on the thing that you're good at, it's okay. You can still help other people create that success for them because you still have your skill set. Okay, now let's get to the art of fake it till you make it. (laughs) Here are four things I want you to do if you are just starting out to fake it till you make it. I want you to be honest. Everything that you're posting online should be honest. There are people I know personally who are really struggling with their businesses and just kind of plugging along, not having a lot of success. Um, And they're posting online that they're making all this money hand over fist every single month. And I know that it's not true. I know that it's not true at all. So honesty is important. Integrity is important. So even if you're not that far in your business, even if you haven't had your first client yet, You can still be honest online. You don't have to share that you've never had a client or that you have $2 to your name, but you can certainly share your gifts without lying. So let's let's do that. Let's honor our honesty. (laughs) You can also share your wins. You have people in your life who know how great you are and and know how gifted you are. So share that on your social media. We don't want to be lying on our social media or marketing, email marketing, but you can certainly share your wins. You can get testimonials from friends and family who speak to your talents on a general basis. They don't have to have been clients of yours. Those kinds of things still have value. And the other thing you can do is you can leave out your personal info. I wasn't posting online that I had a crappy car that I was holding on to, but it was something I was digging into personally. And I'm really glad that I dedicated some time to doing that because 
ultimately, it's part of who I am. We all have fear wrapped up in things. And taking the time to define those and make that change is really, really important. So those are four things I want you to do if you're just starting out and you really want to portray yourself as someone who has their shit together, but you don't have to share everything. So I want you to be honest. I want you to share wins. I want you to not give up. And I want you to not divulge all the personal info that you might be struggling with right now. You certainly don't have to do that. Okay. So on the other side of the coin here and fake it till you make it, I don't, here's something people struggle with a lot. They think, well, I have never coached before, but I want to be a coach. So I'm going to sign a client and I'm going to let them know they're my first one. (laughs) I don't want you to do that. (laughs) So we did the do's list earlier, to be honest, share your wins, to leave out your personal info. So in the don'ts column, I don't want you to lie. We've covered that already. I don't want you to lie. And I don't want you to tell your client that they're your first one ever, right? Nobody needs to know that. It's okay if you don't tell people that. And here's why. When people hire you, they want your leadership. And it's almost like parenting, right? Your kids need you to be their leader. They need to feel safe and supported and protected. And if you go to your kid and say, okay, you're in charge. Tell me what to do. They're going to freak out. <laughs> and that's just how kids are. Clients can be the same way. If I are, if I hire someone, I'm excited. I want their leadership. I don't want them to tell me, well, you're my first client, so we'll just see how that goes, how this goes. I don't want that. I want you to not tell me that part. And I want you to coach me and help me and share your gifts with me. You know, I don't need all the information from you about the, you know, if I'm your first client or not. Um, I also want you to decide what you need to do for yourself to level up. So facing your fears. So under the don'ts column, don't ignore your fears. That is a big one. So I want you to decide, this could take some journaling if you want to, decide what you need to do to level up for yourself and face your fears. So for me, if I'm thinking in terms of really simple physical things, it was my car. It was my 2007 Mustang that I thought I loved, right? I was like, ooh, a sports car. No one expects, you know, a woman to drive a fast car. (laughs) I still love sports cars, but you know what also I love? I love my my luxury SUV that I drive now that never has any issues that I roll up to retreats in and meet clients in. It just feels brave to me. It's a lease. I have a lease payment every month and it's more than I've ever paid for any car. And it feels good to me. It feels really good. The fear that I had of having a car payment just in case my business failed was 10 years ago now. Guess what? My business hasn't failed. I decided that I wasn't going to. I decided that. So if you have some objects in your life that are holding you back, maybe you are living in a home that doesn't align with you. Maybe there's a larger, nicer area, something that feels like the the next step for you. I want you to start exploring that. I'm not saying leave your house and, and buy a new one or rent a new one, but just make a list. Start journaling about the physical things in your life that are holding you back from your next level. So there is a there is an art to fake it till you make it. I'm not saying that fake it till you make it has to be dishonest. It certainly does not. So what I want you to do is if you're in the beginning of your business, I want you to take a look at the physical things that are holding you back, the fear that might be wrapped up in those physical things. And I want you to really concentrate on being honest with yourself, with your potential clients, with your social media audience, with your email marketing audience, your email lists. 
I want you to really focus on the honesty and share your gifts. It's okay. It's okay for you to mentor people on something you're good at that you might not have right now. That's totally fine. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tech Champagne. I look forward to seeing you next week. Okay, bye. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope this episode brought you exactly what you needed. If you had fun today, be sure to hit the subscribe button or leave me a review. Your support means the world to me and it helps other women entrepreneurs find the show as well. And if you're looking for a free place to connect and learn more about creating your own six-figure online business, check out my Facebook group, Empowered Entrepreneurs. See you on the next episode.